Welcome to the Sunday Poems. I'm Ken Hayda. Thank you for joining me. This is episode number 106. I'm going to read Chinese poems today, specifically Chinese poems with an autumn theme. So I'm going to read some ancient poems, and then I'm going to read from a contemporary author. Um, I had planned to read these Chinese autumn poems, uh, and then I heard about the uh, Mid-Autumn Festival, also known as the Moon Festival on NPR, and so uh, that just confirmed I'd made the right choice. Um, the festival is celebrated in China and Asia throughout this time of October. Um, I'm no expert on Chinese poetry uh, by any means, but I have always liked it, uh, what I have been exposed to. It seems to have a real sensitivity to nature, but it also, I think, more significantly, uh, with the language, it is uh, image-driven. The image uh, seems to dominate the poem, and and then there are so many nuances uh, that combine with subtle, often implied human conditions that are mirrored in that natural image. So... I hope you feel some of that as I read these. Um, They're lovely poems, in my opinion. All the poems that I'm going to read at the beginning are anthologized in classical Chinese poetry, translated and edited by David Hinton. uh, That came out in 2008. The first poet that I'm going to read is Han Yu, 768 to 824. And the poem is titled, Autumn Thoughts. Falling leaves twist and turn earthward, follow wind across the terrace out front, their clatter saying something, it seems, as they chase each other tumbling away. Dusk light goes dark in the empty room, not a single word. I sit alone, all stillness, all deep silence. From outside, my child enters, lights the lamp there before me, He asks how I'm feeling. I don't answer. He offers a tasty bowl of food. I don't eat. So he drifts off to the west wall and sits there with a book, chants a few poems. I'm not the man I was when I wrote them. He's gone. A thousand sudden years gone. And those words, they somehow cut deep, return me to bitter confusion and grief. I turn toward my son and say, Little one, put the book away and go sleep in peace. Old fathers like me, our thoughts go back. It's a calling no amount of years will end. And now the next poet in this anthology that I want to read, Pichu, I I hope I pronounced that correctly. 772 to 846. Autumn thoughts sent far away. We share all these disappointments of failing autumn a thousand miles apart. This is where autumn wind easily plunders courtyard trees, but the sorrows of distance never scatters away. Swallow shadows shake out homeward wings. Orchard scents thin, drifting from old thickets, these lovely seasons and fragrant years falling lonely away. 
we share such emptiness here. Chin song in clear night. The moon's risen, birds have settled in, now sitting in these empty woods, silent minds sounding the borders of idleness. I can tune the chin's utter simplicities from the woods' nature, a cold clarity, from a person's mind, a blank repose. When minds gathered clear, calm, Chia Wood can make such sudden song of it, and after lingering echoes die away, song fading into depths of autumn night, you suddenly hear the source of change, all heaven and earth such depths of clarity. So you see here already this uh, pattern of silence and aloneness and intense uh, introspection. Uh, I'm reminded of the chi, the, the, the inner heart of hearts that needs to align itself with, with the way of the universe, um, that heart-to-heart -heart relationship um, seems to uh, cut through, cut through the, uh, the passing of time in, in, these, in these poems. Here's one titled, Early Autumn. Two gray hairs appear in the lit mirror, a single leaf tumbling into the courtyard. Old age slips away, nothing to do with me. And when grief comes, who does it find? Idle months and years emptying away, loved ones from long ago lost to sight. I'll play with my girl here, my little girl. We keep coaxing smiles from each other. Really like that line, coaxing smiles from each other. Uh, and like the, the old man in the earlier poem, uh, the memory, the reflection, the idleness causes us to take a clear, desolate look at ourselves, but yet there's also a, an energy implied, uh, a, a strength to strive, coaxing, looking, remembering. Here's Tu Mu from 803 to 853. His poem is Egrets. I really like this because I watch Egrets fly over my place on my property. And I think this one, and I'm sure we're losing something in the translation, which is always true in any translations from any language, but you get the sense of the images that are um, linked together and build towards the eventual resolution of these poems. Egrets. Robes of snow, crests of snow, and beaks of azure jade, they fish in shadowy streams. Then, startling up into flight, they leave emerald mountains for lit distances. Pear blossoms, a tree full tumble in the evening wind. I really like how the poems resolve into uh, a natural image, uh, a natural symbol. It's not a contorted symbol of any way. It's just the image of pear blossoms tumbling, and that's true in all these poems. They, they resolve themselves naturally 
and the human persona is forced to uh, consider it to align himself with this fact of time passing. Here's another autumn evening. Autumn, silver moon, candlelight, chills, painted screens, gauze bed curtains, our fans buffet streaming fireflies, on steps of sky the color of silken robes, cold as water, we sit watching Star Rivers, Weaver Girl, and Oxherd. And then Autumn Dream. Frosty skies open empty depths of wind, moonlight floods fulling stone clarities. As the dream ends, I am dying at night. I am beside a beautiful woman, thoughts deepening. A leaf trees shed in the dark, a lone goose leaving borderlands behind. Then I'm in travel clothes, setting out, heart and mind, all distances beyond sky. Really profound, dark uh, solitude, the ominous possibility of death looming but also the last glimpses of light. Lovely, lovely, dark and deep, to quote Frost. Well, now I want to turn to a contemporary Chinese poet, uh, lives in Columbia, Missouri, uh, works at the University of Missouri, Hui Chun Leong, and she has a new book out titled Autumn Presencing, it's by Strawberry Hedgehog from Chicago, vacpoetry.org. You can get the book at vacpoetry.org, probably other places as well. Autumn Presencing by Hui Chun Leong. You'll see, uh, oh, I should also say that uh, these poems are translated from into English by Hui Chun and by Stephen Schrader. And the book has paintings in it by Stephen Schrader as well. You'll see in these three poems I'm going to read uh, that there's a, um, to me it seems there's a linkage to the traditional uh, poems that we read before. <clears throat> They're in that tradition, but there's obviously, it feels like there's a more uh, contemporary persona, more contemporary modern uh, uh, life but but yet very similar in in the sensitivity to the passing of time and to the individual uh, heart of hearts that is in that in that situation autumn presencing this is fall but the fallen leaves are still falling the bitter cold wind mussing my hair again and again the ground still green, golden leaves turn when they fall on grass. My verse still waiting for winnowing like wet rice, unharvested still is a story being told. But autumn water is crystal clear, flowing clouds and my mortgage vanishing together. Everything is in order, only the four walls of my house standing. I am alone. 
already on the road. In single file, wild geese cross the road. A hare darts into a brown bush. My thought, like a red dragonfly, pauses on a reed. The world roars away from it. Autumn is a progressive verb. This is a really fascinating poem. Really like these two uh, similes. My verse, like wet rice unharvested, is a story being told. And my thought, like a red dragonfly, pauses on a reed. Lots of great metaphorical language here. Autumn is a progressive verb. Translator. Early in the morning, you sit by the window facing the mirror, painting yourself. On the left, you see yourself. On the right, the you you've created. On your left, the foreign language, the source. On the right, your mother tongue, the goal. Under the window, the sun shines on a pool of still water surrounded by flowers. You think back to a year when a woman asked her mirror, who is the most beautiful in the world? Wind rises, disturbs the shadows of the clouds. On the surface of the mirror, sun falls. Your face is shattered, hideous. You step out of the house, embarrassed by your reflection on the rain-soaked sidewalk. To avoid the stare of the windows, you leave the city. You pass through the barren hills, through the desert, even pass through a pillar of salt. But trying to look ahead, like sunflowers always staring at the sun, like that dark green banana tree in the courtyard, always remembering the fading begonias. You pass through the dusk, through the midnight owls whispering, through the surprised and pitiful eyes of the trees into the lotus pond. Shoulder to shoulder with soft green lotus leaves, the white lotus grows to the edge of the moon. Your shadow rises like mist to the moon. Bowing your head, you see the crystal moonlight. In this instant, Narcissus embraces a pool of self-pity, alone with the water warm and open. Again, I just really think this is a profound poem. The persona seems to be uh, experiencing what we call double consciousness, a foot in the modern world, a foot in the ancient world, a foot in the eastern world, a foot in the western culture, a foot in uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, her own sense of self, and in another foot in the tradition that has made her. Bowing your head, you see the crystal moonlight. In this instant, Narcissus embraces a pool of self-pity alone with the water, warm and open. And then finally, again, some of that double consciousness, I think, is in this poem here. People without a country. People without a country are sheep on a hillside gathering parting, wavering. People without a country are white clouds suspended in blue sky, stately and dignified. People without a country are green leaves on branches, abundant and at ease, quivering in the morning breeze. 
People without a country are the autumn sky farther and farther from their own selves. So those are three poems from uh, Wei Xun Leong, Autumn Presencing is her book from Strawberry Hedgehog, vacpoetry.org, translated by Wei Xiong Leong and Stephen Schrader. Thank you for joining me. I really love these poems. They really resonate with me. I hope you've enjoyed them as well. If you enjoy the program, pass along to your friends. Try to stay safe. Try to enjoy autumn. Until next week, I'm Ken Hayda with the Sunday Poems.